0: Flyover Politics Podcast,
1: the show for normal Americans. From the undisclosed bunker, here's your
2: host, Tony Reed.
3: damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves at the bullshit factory, also known as Fox News.
4: Now, is is what's happening at the southern border? Is it a crisis? It is getting urgent action. Now, for example, a month ago, we had thousands of young kids in custody in places they shouldn't be, and controlled by the Border Patrol. We have now cut that down dramatically. Here, look, here's what happened, Craig. The failure to have a real transition, the two departments that didn't you give us access to virtually anything were the Immigration and the Defense Department. So we didn't find out. They had fired a whole lot of people that they were understaffed considerably. With the mask on? Sure, sure. I mean, but what I'm going to do, though, when, because the likelihood of my being able to be outside and people not come up to me <laughs> is not very, very high. So it's like, look, you and I took our masks off when I came in because look at the distance we are. But if we were, in fact, sitting there talking to one another close, I'd have my mask on and I might you'd have a mask, even though we've both been vaccinated. And so it's it's, it's a small precaution to take that has a profound impact it's a patriotic responsibility for god's sake
5: and welcome back to flyover politic podcast it's the fourth of may year of our lord 2021 i was making sure that this is sinking i kind of had a problem this morning i had to restart the doggone computer a couple times this is what i woke up to now i want you to look at that picture see that ring that's what I woke up this morning. Kind of gives you a better idea where I live, even though I'm not pinpointing. And as you go up, right here, well, I guess I can't point like that, can I? Even with my mouse, I can't. But basically, north of Harf- Hopkinsville, it turned into a tornado. So that's my morning. We've had two over the last couple days. One heading right towards the house. And uh yeah it's been sporty. More sporty than we're used to. So that was our lead in. You have uh on TV Jim Acosta saying bullshit network. It's so cute when they say things like that. An anarchy parade and Biden blaming Trump for everything. Patriotic duty to wear I mean seriously folks. Really. But we have a great show today. A lot of crazy shit coming down. It's going to be fit fast. It's going to be quick. I'm going to start as I have to start. Uh, unfortunately, pretty much everything we do has to start with them being racist. Because Tim Scott, it didn't go away. It just didn't go away. And I snagged it. I guess I got to get closer to this camera. It keeps uh, freezing up. Here is a montage of more angst because Tim Scott stepped off the Democrat plantation. After the speech, an amazing thing happened after the speech. Every black Republican senator got together to let the American people know the Republican Party isn't racist. By doubling
6: down on the divisions we've worked so hard to heal, you know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly America is not a racist country.
7: And then Tim promptly returned to the sensory deprivation egg he calls home.
8: The relationship is like with Tim Scott? Did you talk to him after that really bizarre GOP response? Was there any, come on, bruh, uh, between you guys? I want to play a clip from Senator Tim Scott and his completely asinine remarks that he made on <laughs> the voting law in Georgia. Take a listen.
6: Republicans support making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. The state of Georgia passed a law that expands early voting, preserves no-excuse mail-in voting, and despite what the president claimed, did not reduce election day hours. If you actually read this law, it's mainstream. It will be easier to vote early in Georgia than in Democrat-run New York.
8: I'm just at a loss. I mean, what do you make of those ridiculous comments?
9: You called out South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott for saying that America isn't a racist country. It's also something the vice president agreed with. What is your message
10: to Senator Scott on the day of Andrew Brown's funeral?
5: The day of Andrew Brown's funeral, I say to Senator Scott, what are you talking about? Are you WAPO? Continued on. Tim Scott accused liberals of shutting down debate and practicing discrimination. Republicans seized on this comments Thursday while activists said he was giving cover to white supremacy. We seized on liberals being racist. For fuck's sake, MTP. Chuck Todd, Mr. Decorum. Yeah, he went off. Plus, amid anger over policing... It was a kill shot to the back of the head. Could this comment
6: from Senator Tim Scott... America is not a racist
7: country. ...complicate efforts at police reform? I want to quickly play a comment from Senator Scott and the Republican response uh, and, and, and get you guys to react on the other side. Here it is.
6: Today... Cues are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country.
7: Uh, Yamiche uh, and Casey, uh, this sparked a huge debate uh, among quite a few folks uh, about the role of race in, in the history of America. Here's my curiosity, Yamish. Did his comments put police, bipartisan police reform at risk?
11: I don't think so, talking to sources, because if you saw the, the day after um, President Biden, as well as Vice President Harris, echoed that saying they don't believe America is a racist country. They did, though, say something that Senator Scott did not say, which is that there are consequences to slavery that have completely embedded themselves in American society, from health care to education, to how the coronavirus pandemic exposed and exploited um, real inequalities in our in our country. But I think talking to lawmakers and talking to the White House, there is this inflection point after um, Derek Chauvin being found guilty of murdering George Floyd that feels like lawmakers will be able to get some sort of of bill at least negotiated and get far in those discussions. So I don't think this specific comment from Senator, from Senator Scott is going to upend that. Right. And I think Democrats are really trying to lean in to say, what can we get done on this specific issue? Because it is so, of course, um, really all encompassing when you look at how policing and, right. and African-Americans um, are, are dealing in this country.
5: That's meet the press got an article covered. cover it. I'm not going to. NPR gives eight minutes to Washington Post Kessler to defend his fact-checked on Tim Scott. Eight minutes. And it couples so well with this. We've done nothing to stop Left violence. I still can't get over how FBI was like, there's literally nothing we can do about coordinated rioters or target federal courts destroying cities. Killed dozens last year, but then it turned out they could do anything they wanted involved, like grandmas. Probably because despite raised lies, Anna Fox said are smart, organized. They cover faces, use peaceful protests as shields, umbrella nighttime, are strategic and planned to destroy rule of law. Unlike these folks, are contrary to insurrection narratives, were none of these things. They're still putting out things to try to get grandmas who trespassed. They trespassed. That's still the most important thing. They all of a sudden like cops. You read the number right. We had another one killed this week. Media won't do it. And that, if I could theme this whole podcast, it is narrative. They will go after anybody that ruins the narrative. Our narrative isn't factual. That was a sedition. That was an, ins- you know, here, let's play two sound bites by Jake Tapper.
12: You find it so easy to lie to the American people. But too many leaders of the GOP are just all in on pure nonsense. Last Monday, the chair of the Republican National Committee, Ronna Romney McDaniel, tweeted, quote, after learning officials are handing out Kamala Harris's book to migrants and facilities at the border, it's worth asking, was Harris paid for these books? Is she profiting from Biden's border crisis? Unquote. This was a reference to another downright lie, a story that first appeared in The New York Post. They grabbed a photo of one copy of the children's book by the vice president in a shelter and invented this fiction that the book was being handed out in welcome kits given to migrant children at a shelter in Long Beach, California. Not true. And that Harris was, as McDaniel falsely suggested, quote, profiting from Biden's border crisis, unquote. None of it's true. It was one book donated to the shelter. The New York Post deleted the story. Then they rewrote it. The so-called journalist who wrote it up no longer works for The Post. She said it was an incorrect story she was forced to write. The Post denies that. In any case, the story about the vice president's book was a lie. It was all made up. Guess what? Ronnie McDaniel's tweet is still up. Why? Well, why not? I mean, this tweet's still up from the organization she runs, the Republican National Committee, featuring prevaricating attorney Sidney Powell falsely claiming, quote, President Trump won in a landslide, unquote. The same lies fueling this deranged recount going on in Arizona this week, led by another election liar and encouraged down in Mar-a-Lago.
4: I wouldn't be
10: surprised if they found... Thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. So we're going to watch that very closely. And after that, you'll watch Pennsylvania and you watch Georgia and you're going to watch Michigan and uh, Wisconsin and you're watching New Hampshire. They found a lot of votes up in New Hampshire just yeah. now.
12: I mean, it is just incredible that that sad scene represents what so many folks consider intimidating. Yeah, No, it, it wasn't really a question about you, your behavior, it was a question about Trump uh, and whether or not. Uh, he, he learned the wrong lesson. Um, but let me ask you, as long as we're on the subject of, uh, of your feelings about Trump, did, you didn't say who you voted for in 2020. You're running for reelection. I, I certainly can understand that. Maine is a state with a lot of independents and independent-minded people. But now that the election's over, who did you vote for in
13: 2020? <laughs> nice try, Jake. I got asked that a great deal. And uh, I'm going to keep my vote private. To me, the, my election was always all about who can better represent Maine and the country. I will work with whomever is the president. I've done that uh, with four presidents, and I'm going to continue to do that uh, with Joe Biden, with President Biden. Uh, to me, that's important, the ability to be able to work Uh, with the president, whether or not the president is of your party, and also to be able to work across the aisle and forge bipartisan consensus on the many important issues that we face. And I hope to to be successful in helping to forge a bipartisan infrastructure package.
12: All right, Senator Susan Collins, uh, Republican of Maine, it's great to see you. Don't be such a stranger. Hope to have you on again sometime soon. Thanks for joining us.
5: That's not news. That is listening, listing partisan bullshit to demean Republicans and then trying to get Collins, who doesn't vote the way he wants her to, to admit who she voted for so they can get rid of her. That's, that's what they want. And they've done it since January 6th. January 6th to a lot of people on the internet was staged. And it's hard for me not to think it was. When you look at all the people they've arrested and they're not mega. The CNN and NBC financed. The left needed this. They needed a boogeyman, and now they could go back to it. And since day one, it's been one long fucking lie. Greenwald, CNN the Justice Department on Tuesday abandoned the idea that pro-Trump rioters had used bear spray against Sysnik during the January 6th riot, a major change after implying for weeks that bear spray, not pepper spray, had been deployed. Virtually everything the corporate media said about Officer Sysnick's death from January 6 until this week, almost four months from the fire extinguisher to bear spray, was completely false. It became part of the impeachment trial, and script Biden reads. The first tweet has the wrong CNN article. Here's the right one. One section is headlined, Murder Probe Fizzles. Hate Darren Beattie's politics all you want, but he was one of the few who from the start was pointing out all the huge contradictions and evidentiary holes, while the herd animals in the corporate media manically jerked from one lie to the next story. Sorry, that's just true. And now... Death toll from January Capitol riot, pro-Trump protesters killed four, two by heart attacks, one by stress-induced methamphetamine overdose, one fatally shot by an unarmed cop cop while unarmed, people killed by pro-Trump protesters, zero. It's just what they need. I'm not even reading this, filth. This is from BLM. You will not equate January 6th to what they fucking do now. Burning down fucking police stations, beating people, murdering people. But you know the Never Trumpers and all those? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, this is a great, great fucking... Let me see if I can find it. That's David French. This is just, this is never Trump. I got to expand it because I can't, with my glasses, I can't even read this, which is pretty fucking sad. Let me just cover my face. There's just an immense amount of hatred within the new right. Hatred for polit- political opponents, hatred for opposing institutions, hate for fundamental liberties that permit dissent from these, their project, uh, and ultimately hatred for this country as it exists. Oh, really? The right hates the country as it exists. The right does. You going to stick with that? For four years, you joined the left in hating everything about the country. And fundamentally, to this point in Biden's presidency, he has done more to change this country than Donald Trump did even dreamed of. Fundamentally altering it forever. And if HRS1 gets fucking elected or passed, we will never have a country. It'll be a socialist dictatorship. I mean, that's what they're turning into. They're straight up fascists. I have articles in here that are just using outside sources. To spy on Americans because you don't want to use the Constitution. That's a thing. But yeah, Trump was a fascist. And with our media, because they don't have, they have Tucker. And Tucker, well, then they invent stuff. Here's another one. In one sense, this is the latest dreary article whining about Substack by a jealous, resentful, wispy, inconsistent journalist, Those Who Daily Now, just a reflexive content filler for digital outlets. But it's worth taking a brief look at this one. It's quite revealing. Do I have the wrong one? I think I have the wrong one. Oh, there it is. Just 72 hours ago, The Guardian was forced by public shaming to correct a falsehood that many outlets have long recognized as false. Namely, Substack recruited me with advance. Yet today, The Guardian publishes the same lie by James Bulk. Do you see what's going on? These are the outlets that insist that Substack writers are just bloggers while they and the August trustworthy news sites are carefully edited and fact-checked. The reality is the opposite. They publish any shit that pops in their blogger's head. The article, Gar- article, the Guardian article by whiny, resentful James Ball published this lie. The same one they just corrected seventy hours ago, and he repeats himself. And I am just going to go through this really quick. Um, what is that? That doesn't even match up to my my screen. There it is. Just yesterday, three of the largest U.S. corporate outlets, which love to claim how editorial rigorous they are—New York Times, Washington Post, NBC—got caught again purporting to have confirmed one another's false story about Rudy Giuliani. These large outlets know they can't consistently publish lies. The employees who writes for them feel bitter and resentful at anyone who breaks stories that matter. James Ball and the Guardian Assange, despite more for the same reason he reveals journalists they do, so the only method to try to manage collapsing public trust is the works is to try to convince you that their critics and those doing journalism outside their control are even more unreliable, just bloggers, Twitter pundits, etc. But this is the reality of what they are. How is this even possible in an outlet that wants to convince you to trust them and ignore any journalist who don't work in corporate structure like them? Having been bold... Having been told by hordes of unruly, lowly peasants that this article contains two blatant factual falsehoods and an article designed to imply that only he does real journalism, this is how the Guardian's James Bruck responds. This is how they think. Very grateful to all the people jumping into my mentions and by doing so confirming the theses of the article on Substack. Very kind of you all to do so, but I won't be responding individually because I have lunch plans. They don't care. Every fucking story that is retracted, is not audibly retracted. I mean, I can't even list all the fake stories Russian collusion, fake. Phone call, fake. Georgia elections, fake. Everything's fake. Kafefe, fake. Fucking he didn't want to land in Normandy. Fake. I mean, it's just fake and fake and fake. And the problem is, almost every one of these good principles, conservatives, oh, that's just fucking horrible. You would believe anything. Donald Trump ate a beaver dick. You would fuck. Oh my God, we gotta have a private, even a president eating a beaver dick. It's the worst. But now you're just sitting here quietly like while a guy is going to spend $10 trillion, make like the biggest social problem programs ever, continues to use COVID as a fucking crisis, gets on and says September 6th is the worst thing ever, or January 6th is the worst thing ever. We're going to use outside agencies to spy on Americans. We're going to throw everything away because they're the real fucking enemy. You're all just fucking small people. Yeah, Trump was a piece of shit. But get the fucking fuck out of here. This is how far we're going. This is mainlined. A Jeopardy winner. Is a white supremacist because we have white supremacy. Never we gotta support the dear leader Biden's thing is white sub- and the most important thing is if you listen to that speech, greatest threat to America is white supremacy, a term they have not defined. They didn't say white supremacists, a terrorist entity individuals. It is a concept. And that lets him have the open-ended use of that term to be anybody who disagrees with him, anybody who steps out of line and use powers that are bigger than the law. He can do what he wants because it's a uh, national emergency. They are terrorists. I mean, remember, these are the same people who hated the Patriot Act. But I digress. So so this guy gets up there, and let's just get to the point. Oh, did I not get that picture? I am going to be crushed. Oh, son of a bitch. I didn't get the picture. I just did one of them. The concept was, because I fucked this whole article up, he did... Th- this. I can't even do it, but this is what he did. Three. He was a three time winner. This whole thing blew up. We have articles like this letter from former Jeopardy contestant regarding offensive terminology and gesture aired this week. And they basically, this is on Medium, a gigantic article that it doesn't matter because his letter still shows he's a piece of fucking shit. But what medium, the media, CNN, uh, Hollywood Reporter, everybody that covered this, that forces poor bastard to go out and apologize, is the second night he went on Jeopardy, he did this. The next night he went on Jeopardy, he went this. The next night he went on Jeopardy, he went this. He was saying how many times he was a winner that's what he did it wasn't this it wasn't the circle game matt time time out i got you i got you you watch that oh yeah you're fucked you're fucked sis i'll let you go because you're a girl i'll be nice but yeah next time i see you bam we've actually proven on the show the whole this was just something somebody brought up to see if people would go with it and they did my son even confirmed it. It was a Reddit thing, and I got that from uh, Gutfeld, which now has crushed all ratings and leads all ratings at night. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds f- fucking, fucking 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 fantastic. Let's let's do Acosta. Jim Acosta is projecting calls another network bullshit factory when the producer of his network fake news CNN was literally caught on camera admitting to being a deceptive propaganda tool for government officials. Here's a whole soundbite.
3: We need to hit the pause button and address what has been another mind boggling week in disinformation. Chew on this. Say goodbye to your burgers if you want to sign up for the Biden climate agenda. That's the finding of one study. They can't have a steak on the grill (laughs) or a hamburger on the grill July 4th weekend.
7: Americans would have to cut red meat consumption by a whopping 90 percent. That means only one burger
3: a month. But hold on. Here's the problem. It was a nothing burger. Fox News issued a correction informing its viewers there was no secret Biden burger ban on the horizon. The whole thing was spun out of a Daily Mail story based on an academic paper that was published one year before Biden became president. But that didn't matter to some on the far right, the same bad faith actors who were always peddling this bogus red meat. What's really sad is that even prominent Republicans are still repeating this lie, even after the story was debunked. The top uh, House Republican Kevin McCarthy repeated the lie on Fox News after Biden's speech to Congress.
7: He just continues. He wants control of your life. He's going to control how much meat you can eat. Can you imagine that?
3: Now, you may want to laugh this off. As the old saying goes, a lie can travel around the world and back again while the truth is still lacing up its boots. But the, lie, the lies these days are moving at the speed of light while spreading so much darkness. Take, for example, the uproar over this New York Post story that claimed that copies of a children's book written by Vice President Kamala Harris were being given to migrant kids in their welcome kits. That tale from the border didn't just border on B.S., This was USDA grade-A bullshit. And the reporter who wrote the story resigned, claiming she was forced to make it up. But the damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves at the bullshit factory, also known as Fox News.
2: They're being given a book. Everyone is being given a copy, apparently, of Vice President Kamala Harris's book. And my question to you is, would there be any of the acceptance of this that there, w- that there is now if this had been happening under the prior administration.
3: And from there, the lie kept spreading. Prominent Republicans like the House Minority Whip, Steve Scalise, who suggested that the vice president is profiting off of the problems at the border. His tweet is still up. I just checked it. And then there are the lies that put people in danger, like this medical advice from Fox News' doctor of disinformation, Tucker Carlson, who sounds like he went to medical school at Trump University. So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike
9: path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. Contact Child Protective Services.
3: Now, imagine, just imagine if 911 dispatchers or the people at Child Protective Services were answering calls about kids wearing masks instead of car accidents because people were deceived into believing it was a form of child abuse. Remember, lies, big lies, can have terrible consequences. Just four months ago, we all witnessed the fallout from the big lie about the election, and it should serve as a lesson, and it should have served as a lesson.
5: We spent four years with a big lie about the election, the Russian disinformation, the Russian hack of our election. It's all they have. They don't have policies people want. NPR, disinformation, GOP bill attacks mostly peaceful protesters. You know, these bills are saying you can't burn and loot. Robocall smears Texas candidate Susan Wright falsely alleged she killed her fucking husband. They were trying anything to stop it, but they couldn't. You know why they couldn't? Because 64% of the electorate voted Republican. It's a red state, but it wasn't with Trump. And they thought they could pick up another seat. And all of a sudden, they couldn't pick up another seat. Because now two Republicans are going to run for it. And that lady is the wife of the guy who died of COVID that they cheered about. They were happy he died. They said, There you go. GOP doesn't trust the science like our president, who still won't unmask, but he's vaccinated. Yeah, okay. People are just tired. They're fucking tired of this shit, and it's no more evident than with Mitt Romney.
3: So what do you think about President Biden's first 100 days? Now you know me as a person who uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. And I'm also
5: no fan. aren't you embarrassed? And I'm also no fan of the presidents. People are getting fucking tired of this shit and I'm sorry I'm so close today but the cameras something's because of this new light. It it's like getting it won't start unless I start moving or something. It's fucking bizarre. They're just getting tired of this stuff. Maxine Waters, America's becoming more racist every day. New York City, murder caught on video in broad daylight. Dozens shot in Chicago. City sees major spike in gun crime and homicide. Data shows April marks the 13th straight month of record gun-fucking-sale. D.C. Attorney General offers to seal arrest records for George Floyd protesters. Yet you don't hear this person on the media. And if she was to be brought on the media, she's be she'd become Uncle Dina. For those of us who are not black men... Imagine watching the news and seeing how people-
14: Imagine
8: being a black man and being told by some white lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on TV are one and the same because you look alike. Imagine being told by society that white people can be all that they can be, but you as a black man, the content of your character is completely irrelevant. You are the color of your skin and that is all you will ever be. Imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin. Socioeconomics affects everyone, but apparently you're not as smart as the poorest white person. Lady, I don't want to hate you. I'm a 90s kid, I grew up with you, so I know you're very talented. I understand your heart is in the right place, but you are everything you preach against. You're not helping, you're making things worse, you're causing more division, you're causing more fear. Statistically speaking, I'm more likely to be shot and killed by my black elderly neighbor across the street than the cop who patrols my neighborhood. Statistically speaking, homicide by cop is very rare, but people like you find power in fear so you keep it front page news. You don't have to be a white supremacist. You can be better.
5: Straight ass fire. I mean, people are just tired of this shit. I can show you the picture of the white girl telling the black girl to shut the fuck up like I always do. Because that—that this is the left. This is the fucking left. This is who they are, and I don't have it. Of course I don't have it. I would fucking, I don't have it. Shit. it's buried underneath all that stuff. You can boo all you like. I've been a Republican all my life. Mitt Romney was greeted with boos and shot a communist and traitor at the Utah uh, Utah GOP event. Look, I was an independent during the time of Reagan Bush. I'm not trying to return to Reagan Bush, Mitt Romney said in 1994. He, He wasn't a fucking Republican his whole life. This is a rando. GP been noodling over what pisses me off so much about paying taxes. Not just the money, though. I pay an enormous amount. It's more the attitude which government and transfer payment receipts treat me. GP, I don't need... I don't expect plaudits or thank you notes or anything like that. Eh, It's that cover my face. Citizen Duty. I do expect not to be treated like a combination of ATM and portable crapper. Government thinks it has the absolute right to income and wealth I personally have generated because reasons, receipts of government, largesse, do, don't give two fucks about me. Blame me for everything wrong in their lives and scream that I'm not entitled to what I have. I'm getting sorely tested by the insistent harangues about high earners and one percenters. Fuck you. Fuck you all. Without high earners and one percenters, you wouldn't be able to fund even the meager portion of the government vote-buying programs you administer. And he just goes on And on and on. It's just perfect. It's just fucking perfect. Perfect shit. People are tired. They're tired of the Lynch Cheney's. They're tired of all the stupid shit. They're just fucking tired. They are so... Tired of the stupid. They're just. They're they're just done. They don't want to hear any more bullshit. They just don't want to hear it. Liz Cheney complaining that Biden, Pelosi, and Dems are infringing on your freedoms. Biden, Pelosi, and Democrats set on abusing their power, infringing on the freedoms as they try to pass their radical agenda into law. First tweet, you fist bumped him. Just last week, you fist bumped him. You thought it was all great. And then Tucker takes a dump on my face with truth. Forever I've wondered why don't Republicans care about the things their voters care about, and this is why. Frank Luntz.
9: Luntz lobbies, he's not a registered lobbyist, but he lobbies on behalf of some of the world's most left-wing corporations. A lot of people do that. Here's the interesting thing about Frank Luntz. At the same time he's doing that, he also advises the leadership of the Republican Party. So Frank Luntz works for Google and Nike and Delta Airlines, among many others. Several years ago, Frank Luntz advised the makers of OxyContin on how to blame rural Americans as thousands of young people in rural America drop dead of opioid ODs. Frank Luntz did that. So he's not someone that normal people would go to for advice. And if you were running the Republican Party, you definitely wouldn't because Frank Luntz is effectively a Democrat. We know this because we've listened to him. Now, Luntz typically launders his own opinions through the pseudoscientific focus groups that he conducts. But in real life, his views, make no mistake, bear no resemblance whatsoever to the views of actual Republican voters. So again, the question is, how did someone like this wind up with so much influence in the Republican Party? Why do Republican officials listen more carefully to Frank Luntz than they listen to their own voters? That is a mystery. A lot of people have asked that question in Washington. And as of three days ago, here was our best guess for why. So why does Frank Luntz remain a fixture in Republican politics at a time when the companies he works for are opposed to the Republican party? Explicitly so. Well, in part because he is particularly close to the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California and has been since McCarthy entered politics. In an interview earlier this year, Luntz described Kevin McCarthy as a personal friend. And that relationship gives Frank Luntz outsized influence over the Republican Party's policy positions. So Luntz is a personal friend of Kevin McCarthy's, who's the top-ranking Republican in the House. That's what we said. Turns out we didn't know the half of it. Over the weekend, we got a call from a source who said that, in fact... Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy are not simply friends, they're roommates. Kevin McCarthy lives in Frank Luntz's apartment in downtown Washington. That's what we were told. And honestly, we did not believe it. The top Republican in the House lives with a Google lobbyist? Come on, come on. Even by the sleazy and corrupt standards of politics in Washington, that did not seem possible. In fact, it sounded like a joke. But this morning, since we heard it, we called to check with Kevin McCarthy's spokeswoman. And when we raised this, she all but chuckled at the suggestion. No, when he's in Washington, she told us Kevin McCarthy rents hotel rooms or sleeps in his office in the Capitol. He certainly isn't living with Frank Luntz. Okay, and that seemed logical to us. But we did press a little bit because we got the tip from someone we consider reliable and we just wanted to be sure. So the spokeswoman said she would get back to us. Two hours later, we got this text, quote, following up on our conversation from earlier today, because of the pandemic, McCarthy has rented a room in Washington at a fair market price from Frank Luntz. So actually, the top Republican in the House does live with someone who lobbies for Google. Mystery solved. Not only are they friends, they're roommates. So now you know why they listen to Frank Luntz, but they don't listen to you. No matter how cynical you've become lately watching Washington, that's still a pretty remarkable thing to learn. But other questions remain. For example, what did the coronavirus pandemic have to do with Kevin McCarthy's choice of apartments? The Chinese unleash a virus on the world and all of a sudden congressional leaders have to live with Frank Luntz? Was there CDC guidance on that? If so, we missed it. If anything, COVID increased the number of housing options in Washington, D.C. In some places, apartment prices fell, but not in Frank Luntz's building. Frank Luntz lives in one of the most expensive buildings in Washington. We pulled the deed and we checked. The estimate that we found shows that Luntz's condo in the fashionable Penn Quarter part of the city would likely rent for over $5,000 a month. That's the quote, fair market price. So the question is, is Kevin McCarthy paying $5,000 every month to Frank Luntz to live in his house? We would love to know the answer. We asked several times of his office and no one got back to us with an answer. If Kevin McCarthy isn't paying market price, he is likely violating House ethics rules on taking gifts. And someday we have no doubt we will find out exactly what he is paying. But no matter what he's paying, as far as we're concerned, the price of the apartment is not the crime here. Kevin McCarthy's real crime is mocking his voters. Kevin McCarthy promises Republicans he shares their values. He tells them he's on their side. He says that he will fight for them against permanent Washington, the forces that would like to destroy their lives. Voters believe Kevin McCarthy when he says this. They send him back to office every two years. They send him money. And at the end of the day, Kevin McCarthy goes home to Frank Luntz's apartment in Penn Quarter, and he
5: laughs about it. Wow. It was a whole symposium. I could play you a 20-minute segment where he talks about how McCarthy's best friends with Luntz. And by the way, I I got off track, but there it is. There's a fist bump. There's her tweet. There's a fucking fist bump. They're sick of this stuff with the Romneys and the Cheneys and the McCarthy's. They're just sick of it. You talk like a Democrat, not a Republican. And all the while, while you're not defending us, this is the kind of stupid shit we get. 25% of Americans think the country's become more unified since President Biden took office. And 87% of it give Biden the credit. 87% told you, percent 87% of 23. CNN. Layoffs are slowing. The housing and stock market are booming. The economy is making a major comeback. Christine Romaine explains why the economy is on fire. Here,
1: right. This is called the great American comeback. The economy roaring back in the first quarter. It's almost back to where it was before the pandemic. Not quite, but we think it'll hit that in the second quarter. The economy grew 6.4% in the first quarter. That's the best first quarter since 1984. That strong number showed huge gains in consumer spending and business investment. Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs estimates this economy could grow by 7% for the year. What a reversal that would be. That would be the best in 30 years. We know that layoffs have slowed. Weekly jobless claims still too high, but look at the trend there. Uh, jobless claims have been slowing definitively. The housing market is the strongest it 's been in years. Home prices are setting records. buyers are scrambling to find homes in a seller 's market also setting records tech earnings. The pandemic moved americans lives online. Microsoft and Google profits soared. People spent most of their lives in front of multiple screens during the lockdowns and amazon amazon has had Uh, An amazing quarter, more than tripled its profit in the first quarter to $8.1 billion. And Amazon says it'll spend a billion dollars to raise wages for more than 500,000 workers. Also record highs for stocks. Look at the major averages. The S&P 500 is up 12% this year. Uh, more people are getting back outside as restrictions are lifted, guys. Open Table CEO says nearly 80% of restaurants are open and taking reservations. McDonald's said sales are back to pre pandemic levels. Delta will start selling its middle seat tomorrow. That's the last airline to return uh, to full capacity as demand for travel grows. Disneyland in California reopening with limited capacity to Californians. It shut its gates over a year ago. And the CDC, you guys, says that U.S. cruises could set sail again in July if the vast majority of a ship's passengers and crew are vaccinated. Now, the greatest risk to this recovery, the resurgence of the virus, which is the best reason out there to get this vaccine, which is safe and effective. And, and it's true, not everyone is benefiting from the economy yet. That's where the Biden economic agenda comes in. He wants to make sure that forgotten Americans can benefit too, that this rising tide, and it is rising, lifts all boats, not just yachts, John.
15: Um- Uh, If I have time, I have two. There's two things I find fascinating about this. Rome is where we are right now. Number one, this is not preordained. Look at what we just learned from Europe this morning. Europe is going in the exact opposite direction as the U.S. is booming. And then the second thing is just the almost impossible growth in durable because Americans are buying big stuff at rates we've just never seen.
1: And, you know, look, the savings rate, something like 20 percent or something and double digit percentage for the for the savings rate, which means Americans have taken those two stimulus checks, put some in their pocket and the rest to work in the economy. That speaks uh, well for the rest of the year as Americans have some savings to draw down on. One thing I'm really interested in here, John, is the potential for a worker shortage. Um, you're starting to see Amazon, for example, r- raising wages for a whole bunch of people. Costco did it last month. We know that a lot of frontline companies are going to have to raise wages to get workers back into the uh, back into the game. We also know that some frontline workers are retraining for jobs in tech and finance, right? Because of just the strain of the last year. So this will be a really important space to watch. We also know that the Federal Reserve is not worried about this economy running too hot. The Fed chief this week has said there's no move to so-called taper all of the stimulus that's in the economy, John.
15: Christine Romans, amazing times. Good to see. So new this morning, al-Qaeda delivering a warning to the U.S. as President Biden begins to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Plus, as hospitals on the verge of collapsing, COVID explodes inside India. We're going to speak live with an ICU doctor about what you see.
5: GOP silent while this is going down. Then you have CNN. Look at this. The urgent wartime effort by President Biden and his top advisors to get millions of vaccines in the arms of Americans allowed the U.S. to go from having one of the worst COVID responses in the world to being a global leader in vaccinations. At no time during this entire article is Trump even mentioned. Not once. White House reporter from New York Times. Palpable relief after Twitter banned Trump. Biden likes us. 13 weeks into his administration, Joseph R. Biden Jr., feels startlingly different than it did under former President Trump. Beyond the change of politics, Mr. Biden has brought a new approach to dealing with the media, has hired a more diverse cabinet, has different kinds of relationship with his vice president. Katie Rogers, a White House correspondent for the New York Times, discusses how covering politi- political figures has changed under Biden administration. It was just a matter of having lived in Washington through the last four years of Trump, D.C., and become... A political battleground. The fact that President Trump has been removed from Twitter. Restaurants were starting to open up again. People were starting to get vaccinations. There was this sense of relief. We're so happy. Libs dominate New York Times and WAPO even more than CNN. And now you know why. You can say it's demand. You can say that's what they have to do to keep the readership up. You can say whatever you want. Those are the numbers. That's why our media is garbage. If you look at the numbers over here, the most important thing, look how liberals don't listen to Republican or conservative-leaning media. conservatives do at a proportionally higher because that's the game we're playing proportionally higher but McCarthy who hangs out with Luntz who works for Google and Nike which is a part of the video you met, missed it's just non-stop Biden is the man Here's WAPO, I signed up for a free month. For Republicans' fealty to Trump election falsehood becomes a defining loyalty test. Opinion, Biden could be the one, the one to finally begin poaching the GOP's core voters. Next one. Advocacy group wants to see more Asian dancers on the stage and more Asian choreographers on the program. Next one. Democrats face growing list of swing district retirements dimming midterm prospects and they're really upset this article is written with a dirge in the background. It's all we get from our media. For our media jerk-off, this is like a mix of he's awesome and the Republicans are just trying to fix what isn't broken. I love a The media jerk-off of the week.
15: Good morning to our viewers in the United States and all around the world. It is Monday, May 3rd, and this isn't your grandfather's Republican Party. Heck, it isn't your father's Republican Party, unless you're Tiffany Trump. The utter takeover by Donald Trump is very nearly complete, and it seems that the chief requirement for membership is 100 percent buy-in to the election lie. Anything short of that, and you could be out. This morning, a senior House Republican tells CNN that Congresswoman Liz Cheney could be in, quote, very big trouble and stands to lose her leadership role. She could be ousted, we're told, by the end of the month. She voted to impeach Trump and criticize senators who pushed the election lie. She also committed the apparently unforgivable sin of greeting the president in the House chamber last week. And now House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy might be hanging her out to dry. Is Cheney still a good fit for your leadership team, do you believe?
2: That's
15: a question for the conference.
11: Earlier this year, former President Trump labeled Romney and other Republicans who voted to impeach or convict him grandstanders and Republicans in name only, and those labels stuck. What does this say about the state of the Republican Party and the future of it, that they are completely banishing people like a Cheney or a Romney?
7: Taken together, this Republican Party appears to be knitted together more by cultural warfare and Trump-style cable TV propaganda grievances than anything else. In fact, as Rich Lowry wrote this week in Politico, the party has changed and would much rather talk about the border than the budget, cancellations than Congressional Budget Office scores. What happened to that GOP? Well, the short answer, of course, is Donald Trump. Heather, I've talked to a number of progressives over the last 100 days, especially in the last month or so, and they'll tell you privately, and now many of them on the record will tell you publicly, that they frankly are surprised at how much that they've worked with Joe Biden, how much they've gotten of, of their agenda from this president who it's and it wasn't so long ago he was branded as the moderate Democrat in that field of presidential contenders. In, the-
13: in India, there are fears that conditions there could spawn a global relapse. The U.S. sending more aid while also restic- restricting travel to India this week with growing concerns over new variants that could potentially spread to other parts of the world.
3: From tomorrow, most travel between the U.S. and India will be banned. There are exemptions for United States citizens, but India, a country of more than a
13: billion people, is now battling new variants and the worst surge in coronavirus cases in the world. Now to that terrible story, it's playing out still just off the Southern
1: California coast. It started yesterday when a 40-foot boat broke apart on a reef near San Diego. Emergency crews discovered dozens of people aboard and it's believed that boat was being used to bring migrants into the U.S.
16: Officials at the scene described this is one of the
7: worst tragedies they've seen in decades. Investigators say they are likely all the victims of a human smuggling operation. With the ongoing surge at the southern border, smugglers often try to blend in with commercial traffic at sea.
13: Also this morning, there are new security concerns in Afghanistan after the U.S. formally launched its final withdrawal of troops from the region over the weekend. Here
9: in Kabul, I can tell you there are deep concerns
7: that the withdrawal of American forces could lead to a civil war or even the return of the Taliban, which would be disastrous for women.
16: As the U.S. withdrawal
9: is
7: underway, the Taliban has been making rapid advances and already operates openly in much of the countryside.
5: That last one, they never once fucking say it's Biden's fault. Everything was Trump's fault. If it fucking rained on your parade, it was Trump's fault. Nothing. You hear Todd in there, how horrible. Berman, how dare you talk about Liz Cheney? Oh, we love Liz Cheney. Who they will destroy if she runs for president. Even though she's fist bumping in the dear leader, she'd go away. 55% job approval. My hairy fucking ass. And then he gets to go on TV and he literally gets away with the, it's Trump's fault at the border. Really? No pushback. Nobody pushed back on that. Nobody even fucking thought to push back on it. And then this one. Trump was a fascist. He was infringing America's life. He wasn't obeying to the protocols of how we do business in Washington. This is insane. Because it's not about January 6th, boys and girls. Nobody got killed. Nobody was armed. Nobody got injured. They fucking trespassed. They broke in a building and trespassed. It was horrible. It was like 200 people. You've had 10,000 people fucking arrested and released. Burning down police stations, federal buildings. Our media said it was okay for them to do it. So did never Trumpers. It's okay. That's what democracy looks like, or some slogan. But you're going to use outside agencies. We've already used the USPS. The spy on America. The Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans online, an effort that would expand the government ability to gather intelligence but could draw criticism over surveillance of U.S. citizens. Department of Homeland Security is limited on how it can monitor citizens online without justification It's banned for activities like assuming false identities to gain access to private messaging apps used by extremists such as the Proud Boys or Oath Kickers. Oh, we're going to talk about the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys. Instead, federal authorities can only browse through unprotected information or social media sites like Twitter and Facebook and other open platforms. David Rubali, you live in an illegitimate tyranny that believes you're a greater threat than a foreign enemy. Oh, expansion or surveillance state, great. GP, if a private company did it on its own, it wouldn't be unconstitutional, probably illegal though. And if it's unconstitutional for the government to do something, it can't avoid the unconstitutionality by hiring a third party to act like the government. They spied on a presidential candidate and his team with no consequences from the media or DOJ. So why wouldn't they spy on you? So what you're saying is they already are? And here's a look at CNN's break room. Bunch of seals clapping. Once again, everything is a lie. We talked about some Russian hackers taking over our election with like $130,000 of apps. Swiss billionaire Hans Jorgen 501C4 fund gave 135 million to Democrats' dark money groups 1630 fund from 2016 to 2020. Swiss people say the num- m- number wasn't u- or the m- money wasn't used for electoral activities, but he also becomes a top funder of pro Dem political infrastructure. And then there's actually a picture that shows it was used for it. I didn't put it up here because like it, this is like a Planned Parenthood. Like you don't think it's used, but yeah, it was. I used to have a hypocrisy section. I don't have a bumper, but this is where we're getting into the hypocrisy. I'm going to bring it back. Hypocrisy of the day. Everybody remembers the old podcast. Soros, this guy, you know, the Koch brothers, you don't know Soros. And if you talk about Soros, you're an anti-Semite, but he has elected everybody. Every one of these fucking attorney generals and fucking district attorneys don't release everybody and don't want uh, cops, you know, added, whatever the fucking, I can't think of the legal term, but where you kill somebody, but it's a cop, so you get extra fucking punishment. Yeah, we don't get that. We're not doing any of that. That was all elected by Soros. That's all true. Soros don't f- funds everything. Soros has been funding everything since you started Betray Us. Then we have this gym. Do you remember the ganashing of the ganache tea? It's like a ganache. All over the cake. Trump's a xenophobe. People literally ran down to COVID Central. Come to Chinatown and fucking eat shit. Then, a month later, he's a piece of shit because he didn't do it earlier. I remember all that. But not a peep. Caitlin Collins News: A White House official tells CNN on advice CDC Biden administration will strict travel from India. This does not apply to American citizens. The travel restrictions, like a negative protest test before getting on a plane, are still in place. It also doesn't apply to humanitarian workers. A year ago, Biden called this sort of thing xenophobia. I was told travel bans were racist. Didn't the Harris and Biden, any others, call Trump a xenophobe for China? I remember when this type of stuff was racist. Sounds like xenophobia. Democrats spent all of 2020 telling this was racist and xenophobic. Dems called Trump xenophobic. People actually pulled out tweets. A wall will not stop coronavirus. Banning all travel for Europe or any other part of the world will not stop it. This disease could impact every nation and any person on the planet. And we need a plan to combat it. Joseph fucking biden stop the xenophobia fear-mongering be honest take responsibility do your job joseph fucking biden and to show ew, as i spit copenhagen all over myself to show it's all just been a fucking kabuki theater like your humble host said i probably shouldn't get that close Overheard in Washington. This is an article, I guess they do. I'm going to expand it on my face. Woman in her mid 20s are walking down 14th Street shortly after the CDC released an update mask guidelines. I guess I've accidentally said so I don't have to wear a mask outside, but I really don't want people to think I'm a Republican. Hmm. It's not political, though. None of this was political. By the way, I'm not a Republican, but I'm conservative and I wear my mask. I get my shot tomorrow. I'll still wear a mask. After it, get my second shot. I'll probably still wear a mask because my wife wants to wear a mask and I'm going to be like my battle buddy. The difference between me and you and the never Trumpers and the media is I believe in personal freedom. If you want to go get COVID and go suck a pipe, go have fun with it, man. I don't give a fuck. It's not my business to tell you how to live your goddamn life. And then when we really look at what liberals you to be, what they you to be, personal liberties, the choice to do what you want, live your life. I've said it a billion times when I was a kid, it was the Republican party telling you how to fuck. And that was bad. But now the left literally tells you how to fuck, who to fuck. And if you're not fucking the same sex, you're a piece of shit. If you don't have a dude with boobs, you're a piece of shit. And then the money shot. This fucking would be an impeachment if it was Trump. It'd be an impeachment. They would fucking impeach him. They impeached him under less. They impeached him over some trespassers and him saying less than uh, Maxine Waters. And yeah, we impeached him because that's why we said Syslink was killed by this protest. We needed that. I got it. I, I understand how this shit works now. We impeached him over phone call, over true shit that actually was true, that Hunter Biden was politicking and they're letting him get away with the oh no he wasn't literally we've arrested Giuliani for less yeah we got it This is absolute bombshell. We all knew teachers' unions were influencing the CDC guidance on school openings. Now we know the CDC literally gave teachers' unions approval authority over school reporting guidance. This is all fucking true. The American Federation teacher lobbied the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on even suggesting language for federal agency school reopening guidance released in February. The powerful teachers' union full-court press preceded the federal agency putting the brakes on full reopening person from emails between cdc aft and white house officials show the emails were obtained through a freedom of information act requested by conservative watchdog group the public americans for public trust and provided in the post the documents show a flurry of activities between cdc director dr rochelle walensky her top advisors and union officials while biden brass being looped in at the white house in days before the highly anticipated february 12th announcement on school reopening Teachers union leaders thank the head of the CDC for a genuine desire to earn our confidence. Hope it was worth it, CDC director, because it came at the expense of the confidence of everyone else in the country. We are immensely grateful for your genuine desire to earn our confidence and our commitment to partnership, Trotter said in an email to Walensky on February 3rd. Emails show a call between Walensky and Weingarten and former boss of New York City United Federation teachers was arranged for February 7th. If you ever wrote one of those Bidens will lead us to science stories, I hope you take notice of this, letting non-scientist political hacks overrule the scientists of the CDC is writing guidance to get struggling kids back in school is an outrageous scandal that can't be ignored. Literal, just a litany. Here's just a taste. Here's just a taste. We are in the midst of a crisis with the coronavirus. We need to lead the way with science, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria. Hysteria. Really? You keep on saying it's our patriotic duty to motherfucking wear a mask. We need uh, xenophobia? You were just xenophobic. And fear-mongering? That's you, Biden. He is the worst possible person to lead our country through a global health emergency. This lady has veto power over the career scientists at CDC has established guidance on when it's safe for schools to open. Randy Weingarten. So the piece comes out, and Randy Weingartner does this. Did I grab this? No. Oh, I did get this gem, though. This, this is how the, this is the counter argument to this breaking story. If you're wondering why we'll never reach herd immunity and must now live with new deadly virus forever, it's because Fox News and the Republican Party, the GOP spread lies for votes. Fox News did it for profit. This is a death cult. We went back to the death cult. We've already used that one, but okay. Randy Weingarten. Once again, the New York Post is a hit piece on AFT. This time, it's trying to make everyday advocacy look nefarious. I'm not linking to this article because they don't deserve clicks for this, but I do want to say a few things about it. Our job is to advocate for our members, students, and communities. In this pandemic, we have fought for safety and resources 24-7. This article describes basic advocacy. It's not mysterious clandestine it's routine and the CDC wants feedback from stakeholders including teachers. The CDC said the press briefing on February 12th that they met with shareholders. News flash teachers are st- shareholders. We have policy experts. I'm not reading more. I'm just fucking not reading anymore because we have literally been told over and over and fucking over and 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 over that it's bad because the NRA tries to keep people from losing their guns. They own Washington while PPFA gets $655 million a year and donates $100 million every fucking cycle. But yeah, the NRA, gotcha. This would be an impeachment. We would be rolling out articles of impeachment. Trump was listening to so-and-so. Oh, my God, we didn't trust the science. And what is the most beautiful thing about all of this is the fact that we've now gone down the road of saying Trump didn't trust the science, Trump didn't do this, Trump didn't do that, Trump was so political, all the while we find out the governor of New York, who is the greatest COVID person in the world, was boning everybody in the Capitol, and oh, by the way, didn't trust the science, and didn't trust the experts, and was caught saying he didn't trust it, and suppressed numbers, and did everything that DeSantis was supposedly doing, but then we find out that the person was actually a hack, lying, and got fired, and got charged with fucking fucking lying. Down in Florida, we've come full circle on all this. This right here is everything. This is what COVID's been from day one. I mean, I still remember the apps and the left of the media. We will never get over this pandemic because people in the South keep driving. Yeah, I got to drive 17 miles to get groceries, you cocksucker. I don't go to a local fucking kiosk to get my fruit Loops. We don't live like you. On purpose. Because it seems where you live, y'all are a bunch of racist people and beat the fuck out of each other. They're doing it so bad, here's the motherfucking, you can't even do Rolling Thunder. An outside fucking deal. Farm Defense has denied a parking permit for the American veterans of Amvets to stage a rallying point in the Pentagon, ending 32 year old tradition, Memorial Day weekend for rolling to remember. This is unacceptable, sec death. Amvets is honored our brothers and sisters who didn't come home for 32 years. This gives a perception of political retaliation after the disgusting implication by Biden men that vets are extremists. This is not a good look. President DeSantis must fire all senior officials. I, I don't hope it's DeSantis, I hope it's Scott, but whatever. Then we find out, big move overnight, D.C. appears to drop indoor mask mandate for those vaccinated. They can require folks to show their vaccine card approved, but Mayor's new edict says mask are fully vaccinated for indoor. And Biden still says you're not supposed to do that. And then to push her shit, tired families wired affordable child care and universal paid leave. I understand memes. I meme all the time. Sometimes I'll just meme away the afternoon. Ah, meme life. Senator Kristen Gillibrand. The entire world was like, what the fuck does this even mean? What does it mean? Well, we got a great thing this week. Let me see if I could find it. Please hold. No, I'm about to go backwards. Sorry. Uh, I'm all fucked up. There we go. We got it fixed. All right. So let's. We're gonna to have to go backwards. I'm sorry. Please, please hold. I'm. I'm busting the pump. The fucking punchline on this. Okay. Um, well, let me get this out while I can. I'm gonna put this over my face so we can see this. I'm gonna make it really big real quick. Go to newyorktimes.com backslash interactive 2021 430 opinion backslash politics backslash bubble politics html. I meant to say that earlier, and I I didn't. Um, But long story short, that is uh, where you can find out what your neighbors vote. And I'd really like to know how the New York Times knows that. So this broke out this week. And, and, and you know, there's two things you don't know under the Biden administration is what is white supremacy? Because to date, it just looks like white supremacy is anybody who disagrees with us. That's white supremacy. And equity. So we start this little picture. Inequality. So a little dude, and you notice they didn't change it. What they wanted to do was the guy on the left is a whitey and another person is BIPOC, but they didn't do it. So apples can fall off his tree, but the other guy doesn't get an apple. Equality. They both get a ladder. But the guy on the left is smarter, and he literally went to the short side of the tree. But they they don't portray that. They just say, evenly distribute tools and assistance. Equity. I don't want to do it off mine. Custom tools that identify and address inequity. A taller ladder for the dude on the right. This is kind of that all boats rise bullshit and then they say is we push the fucking tree over so the person on the right gets all the apples they're trying to, to define what they're talking about and the entire world responded like this why couldn't that kid just have moved his ladder to the other side Structural racism, this is how he said, moving the ladder across critical thinking skills. That requires expending emotional labor, and that would be exhausting. This is just a cute way to propagandize communism. They forgot socialism when one kid does all the work and gives the other kids half the apples. How the hell are you going to force a tree to grow apples on every side and all through perfectly equally and get people to pick at exactly the same rate? This can't even make their fake BS communism and drag sound plausible and their own simple-minded illustrations. That's Daddy War Pig. I love that guy. It's really good. A couple of two-by-fours will not straighten that tree. Clearly, these people don't study biology or engineering. This is exactly what government intervention looks like, wasting tons of time and resources on ridiculously needed complex solutions instead of going through them, the obvious and the simple. This is a great analogy because we know what you can't Straighten a tree like that. It's absurd. So I guess we can conclude that all their processed ideas are equally disconnected. I've wondered why the guy on the right doesn't go off or pick apples for the guy on the left in exchange for money. Saving the left guy the trouble. A job is now created. They both get some apples and the buyer can go build ladders and support real jobs. I like that. That's a good response. I, I like that. So this is how they try to define what he keeps talking about. Equity. Equity. Ooh, what? Inequality. You aren't smart enough to go on the low side. Equality. Hey, here, we're going to give you a fucking ladder because you're not smart. Equity. We're going to give you a bigger ladder because you're too fucking stupid to pick the apples. Justice, we're going to take the apples away from this motherfucker and give it to you because slavery and shit. That's what it is. That's what you're saying. And then the most shocking thing came out. And I don't have a picture for it, so we're going to go back to Cliffy Notes.
12: This person spoke on my TV. Uh, Anita, uh, President Biden said in an interview that schools should probably all be open in the fall. Can you clarify? Is it the Biden administration's position position that all K through 12 schools should be back full time in person learning start of next school year? And is the Biden White House willing to push back on any teachers unions or others who stake out any position to the contrary, not backed up by science?
0: So, Jake, one of the great accomplishments of this administration and one the president is very proud of is that 80 percent of the teachers and school personnel in this country have now been vaccinated. If you recall, a couple of months ago, we um, the president made the announcement that we were going to have a special supply of vaccine dedicated precisely for this reason. Now, he said probably he didn't say absolutely. But given the science, if. The vaccination program in this country proceeds. If people do go get their vaccines there, he does believe that schools should be able to reopen in September and reopen safely following the CDC guidelines. But he said, probably he said, did not say absolutely because we've all seen this since unfortunately, January of 2020, it's an unpredictable virus. Now, because
5: we've changed so much since Obama's time, that being the media. Anita Dunn is an extremist. She literally listens to Mao. She started the Fox bullshit. And she was fired under Obama for just that very, very spin. It's almost unbelievable. It wasn't Obama is better than Biden. Biden which I'm about to play play a clip where Obama was better than Biden. But that the media enforced stuff. They don't now. So she's an extremist who tells children to read Mao, has started all the Fox News stuff, has lied mercilessly. I mean, they're all back. Basaki's a liar, part of the Iran deal. She lied and then joked about lying. But our media literally has gone... So far left, they don't realize that during a time like now, where we hear all this that you're about to hear, I mean, this next soundbite, President Biden, here's what America Family Plan doesn't do. It doesn't add a single penny to our deficit. Sure, trust a man who's been in politics for almost a half a century. Obama was a much better liar. You're going to hear... Blinken, you're going to hear kamala and it's just all factually incorrect
4: and here's what the american family plan doesn't do it doesn't add a single penny to our deficit it's paid for by making sure corporate america and the wealthiest one percent just pay their fair share i come from the corporate capital of the world more corporations are incorporated in the state of delaware and all the rest of the nation combined. And I'm not anti-corporate, but it's about time they start paying their fair share. It's about making a choice. You know, we have out there this year, you have 50 corporations making $40 billion that didn't pay a single penny in taxes, not a single penny. I don't want to punish anybody, but everybody should chip in. Everybody should pay something along the road here. The choice is about who the economy serves. And so I plan on giving tax breaks to the working class folks and making everybody pay their fair
7: share. It is the one country in the world that has the military, economic, diplomatic uh, capacity to undermine or challenge the rules-based order that we uh, we care so much about and are determined uh, to defend. But I wanna be very clear about something, and this is important. Our purpose is not to contain China. To hold it back, to keep it down. It is to uphold this rules based order um, that China is posing a challenge to.
14: They have also delivered support directly to small businesses because, of course, small businesses are part of the fabric and the culture of the community. Baltimore knows that well. Our small businesses employ about half of America's workers. And making sure small businesses have and have access to capital is a big part of the work that I have been doing, I am proud to report that we have provided relief to four million small businesses in our country, which brings me then to jobs. In 100 days, we have created more new jobs than any other administration in history. And Baltimore, we are just getting started right now. We have two more plans that we are working to get passed. The first is the American Jobs Plan. It will be the largest job investment that our nation has made since World War II.
5: So let's break that down. Does anybody believe it's not going to add a penny to the deficit? That's a lie. Nothing is revenue neutral in fucking Washington. We don't pull in enough tax revenue. It's impossible. Then you have Bilkin basically saying we're going to pony up to fucking China. Do you remember the litanies as we started this show with lies? Um, Russiagate? Everything was Russia. Donald Trump's owned by Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. They still are ignoring his links to China to this day, and it's It's true. I mean, most of the people didn't really care about um, Giuliani getting arrested. They cared about they didn't take the goddamn laptop that was sitting right there. Because they, once again, are not going to touch that. But that would be tight. We'd be having an impeachment if if it was reversed. Because they're not stern enough on, on China. And then everything she said is a fucking lie. It's just a complete fucking lie. But... Here's our media betters. Here's CNN now. Things have been quieter around here in presidential fact check land. CNN Dale Dial writes, This president says some inaccurate stuff. Not ideal, but there's no pretending that this era is remotely similar to the last president's staring daily avalanche of extreme wrongless. My fact check look at Biden's first 100 days. In addition to the fact that Trump is a unique, prolific liar, it's been quieter in fact-check land under Biden because it's been quieter in general. Per fact-based feed data, Biden uttered 28% fewer public words through 100 days than Trump did. So basically, we're taking a vacation, and we're not going to do our jobs anymore, because why would we? Why would we? I mean, right off the bat, uh, we covered this a little while ago. This urgent wartime effort, blah, 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 blah. Even before his diagnosis, President Trump had taken a, cu- a calling drug companies to check on their vaccine trials, asking how much longer they'd taking, ginning up the pressure around his desire for vaccination before Election Day. President Trump says every American can get the virus by April, or the vaccine by April, but health experts say that's not likely. They politicized it from fucking jump. They have used everything they possibly can to make him look good, and now we're not even fact-checking the utter stupidity that is coming out of Washington. It is fucking, un-fucking-believable. It's just unbelievable. So, let, let's get woke. Turn it up, turn it on. Rackin like we've been to the bone.
8: Let's
1: get a walk. To politics now and Republican efforts to both curb the power of social media companies and to tighten voting laws. Both of those efforts are now playing out in Florida
11: where the governor is poised to sign two controversial bills into law. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze is in Washington with more. Good morning to you, Elizabeth.
1: Good morning, Eva. Well, both of these bills were just passed by Florida's Republican-led legislature and now await the governor's signature. One of them would make Florida the first state to punish tech companies if they try to censor politicians.
17: We all know what an absolute advantage boys would have playing against girls. But sir, you have no
1: examples of this happening. Why would you take your time to do this? Let's talk about other things that I can give you examples of in your state. According to U.S. News & World Report, West Virginia ranks 45th in education, 47th in health care, 48th on the economy, and 50th in infrastructure. If you cannot name one single example for me of a child doing this, why would you make this a priority? I just named four things that would seem to me like a much bigger priority.
17: Well, Stephanie, I didn't make it a priority. It wasn't my bill. You signed it. I mean, it's just it's, it's just come to me. And I have absolutely signed it because I believe, from the standpoint of a coach, I believe that girls work so hard to obtain Title IX. And I do not have any idea now why we are trying to disadvantage them in participating in the sport that they put so much into. I don't know why we're doing that. This is not like it's a big priority to me. In fact, yeah, I think we it, only sir. have 12 now, oh, Stephanie, listen, I think we only have 12 kids, maybe in our state, that are, are, are transgender.
4: Type. Thirty years ago, a strikingly similar issue carried a different label.
7: 1992 is the year of political correctness. Be sensitive or else.
4: Political correctness. And Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, joined me on Nightline to explain why so many teachers on campus. We're frightened by the phenomena. They're scared because this is a populist intimidation if it if it happens at all within groups of faculty and groups of students where people simply don't want to risk either
3: being vilified or unpopularity or themselves are unwilling to have their own prejudices examined. It's ironic that all this call for diversity has created within the university a kind of silence about a real exchange of points of view. This
4: is not a new problem. What is new is the medium. 30 years on, Leon Botstein remains president of Bard College, and he recognizes the old symptoms. Cancel culture is much more focused on punishment. Social media is like an accelerant to an arson.
5: When you've lost Ted Koppel... You got problems, but preceding that, why are you yelling? And once again, that's the financial person. They bring her on the Today Show all the time like she's just a normal reporter. But these people, ACLU, today the NCAA confirmed will pull events of states with bills banning trans students from participating in school sports. State lawmakers take note. Discriminating against trans youth is wrong against law. Wrong, against the law, and costly. With 32 states currently considering the law, and every female athlete serious about their career moving to one of those states for college or I think you'll find people voting with their feet and the ACLU irrelevant, which should be a shame. Breaking. Florida Senate House just passed a bill stripping the NCAA and other organizations of taxpayer money and incentives. The bill is desk governor, and he will sign it. People are pushing for it. It's not conservatives. The recount, Governor DeSantis calls the idea of systemic racism a bunch of horse manure. Give me a break. It's a very harmful ideology, and I would say really a race-based version of Marxism.
11: Um, this proposition that we are a systemically racist country, your reaction?
7: Well, it's a bunch of horse manure. I mean, give me a break. This country uh, has had more opportunity for more people than any country
5: in the history of the world. and it- He's totally right. I mean, Prager U personally says TikTok banned her. A Prager new personality says TikTok banned her for conservative beliefs. She's black. It's all part of the ideology. Black. Here's a liberal fucking organization. PNW. Yes, TikTok should be banned. No, it's not a right versus left issue. It should be banned. It lets Chinese motherfuckers get our info. The government doesn't let governor employees have it, but they let everybody else do it. And once again, going back to a previous segment, Russia, Russia, Russia. I'm about to say China, China, China. I'm one of Xi Ping Ching Fong Fo, owns fucking Biden. And then the motherlode of awesome came out. And once again, because you took off You know, we no longer have LIPD that shows people really what African-Americans act like. The bad ones, not all, not stereotype. I'm just saying the bad ones are getting all these trouble and eventually pull guns and get shot or get shot unarmed. The very few that do because of the way their actions are and it's the action reaction. This is a fucking teacher.
16: yes you are ma'am good morning
2: which is and the speed limit is 40 and i was going 38 so why are you harassing you're me? you're correct
16: i pulled you over because, because you're a
2: murderer because uh, yes i started to record because you, you can't be a murderer. A, you
16: can't be on your cell phone I, I while on you're on driving my
2: phone. i was recording you because you, scared you can't me. you
16: can't use your cell phone I while record you're recording you may I have your driver's license
2: i it's it's at my apartment
16: what's your apartment
2: it's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his.
16: Do you priority. have a, Do you have your driver's license?
2: I, it I mistakenly left it at home. Do
16: you have a picture of your driver's license?
2: Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I
16: already did. He's on his way. Good,
2: because you're a murderer. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me?
16: It's not harassment. Yeah. I I am enforcing the law. I names. have
2: a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all
16: means, but you can't do it while you're driving.
2: I would. I can. I wasn't. Doesn't texting or none of that.
16: Do you have and you, had that you picture? you scared
2: me and made me think you were gonna murder me.
16: Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way.
2: Well, you're. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer.
16: Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, sir? Sure. Again? Thank you. And I'm
2: perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Well, congratulations. Murderer, you're a murderer.
16: What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well if here you, stop, you go, stop shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me. No, because huh?
2: you're scaring me. Oh, you're me. threatening to kill me and my son. Can you give me a okay. well, You, you, you I'll
16: tell you what, you keep smiling, yeah, you're on camera. Yeah,
2: you are you to trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not bit not a that. bit of a little bit of
16: a little bit of a little is, this your car?
2: Yes, it is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because is. You're jealous yeah
16: I don't that's think so go? you wait for me right here okay
7: you're jealous all you need to do is just your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. There
16: you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box there. For him
2: being a Mexican racist. What is that name? It's on the
16: citation, ma'am. Here
2: you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. There you you want to be dear. white.
5: Have Thank a ma'am. good day.
2: You want to be white.
5: New, you're always going to be a Mexican, you'll never be white, you know that. A Latino LASD deputy sent me this body cam video of a woman claiming to be a teacher launching into a racist tirade against him when he pulled her over in San Dimas. She rep- repeatedly calls him a murderer. LASD also tells me the woman has a history of making false complaints, complaints against deputies. I've learned what her name is, and she has been a professor of school in the L.A. area, but at the time I will not be identifying her. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva tells me it's proud of her deputy for staying calm, professional during this interaction, I'll be live on Fox News this evening with Fo- T- Tucker Carlson. The top deserves a raise and a promotion. And what they, I love the sheriff. He was just like, this is what they put up with every day. But this, this is, this is what everything right here. This is a black lady. One of the problems of claim that white supremacy is embedded everywhere is that it denies denial of the power, beauty and dominance of black African-American culture in this country. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. To say we're a racist country, like all that Tim Scott shit, and to have every form of holly you know, music, sports, who's the star? It's not Whitey McWhite. And then the cop will make the fake video and, and I I never played this. Let's play it.
7: Dispatch I've arrived at that disturbance. We can have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you.
5: Excuse me, sir. Excuse me.
15: No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on, hold on, it's LeBron. LeBron, hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should
16: do? Well, why does that matter?
5: He got suspended for it, and now GoFundMe has given him 200K. Because people are like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just being a smartass, they do that shit all the time. Chicago releases body camera footage showing fatal shooting of Anthony Alvarez, who was armed and shooting at the police. Group of high school students walk out for Back the Blue protest in Minneapolis. It is fucking fantastic. I couldn't find a video, but good for fucking them. Then we start getting into why our country is fucking broken, 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 broken broken and somehow I lost the fucking picture. Son of a fucking bitch. Anyway, text message between two members of Loudoun County public school board discussing being at war with parents who want schools open. It's one is blocked out. Unbelievable. We are now at war um, with the parents, the fucking parents. Because they are sick of it. They've been voted the fuck out, which goes really good. Here's new uh, the picture I did. Uh, NBC News dizzying spin on Texas voters rejecting critical race theory. It's perfect example. This is what they said. Let's sp- expand this. Opponents of anti-racism education win big in a bitterly divided election in South Lake, Texas. Conservative candidate opposed school diversity plan, won every local race, taking about 70% of the vote in the wealthy Dallas-Fort Worth suburb. You got the wealthy. 40-point victory is bitterly divided. 40 points. People are sick of it. They're just fucking sick of it. How do I know? 2021 has seen the most abortion restrictions passed in U.S. history. 13 states, a whopping 61 of those restrictions have been enacted, 13 states, including eight bans. Texas City bans abortion, declares itself a sanctuary city of the unborn. People are pushing back. I mean, do I like it? No. I don't like the fact that we're passing separate laws here, separate laws there, we're doing different things just like the left, but you don't have a choice. This is the fascist administration. They are the fascist. They shouted it because the left always projects, but they're forcing things down communities that don't want it. This critical race in the federal government, Pushing it into our school curriculum, get the fuck out. We covered last time base camp. It went fucking left, flip, slid. His software company stops it. A hundred employees resigned over it because they want to be able to be the little bitches that they are. SNL offers cast members a safe space space if they're too triggered to perform with fucking Elon Musk. Or, yeah, it's Musk. I always say it wrong. Sound Live cast members won't be forced to appear alongside controversial billionaire Elon Musk when he hosts the show. Page Six is told, speaking historically, if a cast member has been that unhappy, they don't have to do it, a source told SNL boss Lauren Michaels, won't ever make them do anything they don't want to do. The Tesla founder, 49, is set to helm the NBC institution on May 8th. But some cast members have made it clear that they're less than enthused by it. Democrats Night Live. Sounds good. With them sitting out, we might see first an SNL in years that's actually funny. Yeah. Then we get another one of these. And I'm out of order. Look at this fucking shit. Another, this is NPR. The racist practice of mispronouncing name shit again. Nobody in my entire life has ever, 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 ever said my name right. My true name, not Reed. Ever. I didn't think it was racist. I just have a fucking weird name that's said it different ways. Then we get to the root of the biggest lie that's going on right now, which is fucking whitey McWhite mega Fox viewers don't want to get the vaccine. This is from this month from the New England Journal of Medicine addressing vaccine hesitancy in BIPOC communities towards trustworthiness, partnership and reciprocity. I never could say that fucking word. Another one from fucking Vox. Who's getting vaccinated and why? A new report highlights why different groups are hesitant to get the coronavirus vaccine and what can be done about it. And they show proportionally more fucking people are not getting it because of Trump. And I want to highlight this. A lot of times we go through all this shit. Man, it just doesn't like me moving back. Wow. A lot of times we go through all this shit and we talk about what's brave and this person's broke and this is that and blah 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 blah. And what we really don't highlight is in this current world, this is brave. Taking the knee is not brave. Standing up's brave. When I was a kid, we wanted to be counterculture like every teenager. counterculture is respecting the country. But you won't know who this lady's were. You won't know her name. We're never going to know who this person is. It's just a picture floating around the internet. If it was the opposite, sweet googly-googly. Let's do some lighter fare.
7: Country, out of here, away, all in exchange for a sip of coffee. Yeah, It's Black Rifle Coffee. Let's try some. Later, loser!
17: Why don't you head over to BlackRifleCoffee.com and get yourself set up with a Coffee Club
5: subscription. Freaking love Black Rifle Coffee. That's some good-ass shit. To close out the show, two little subjects. Number one, PolitiFact. Eight times as likely to defend Biden than check his facts. PolitiFact insists that they're a nonpartisan fact-checker. The PolitiFact agenda is don't take sides in any politician or party. Claimed editor Angie Drobronic-Holand. We're independent. We work hard to find the truth. So we follow the facts, whatever that takes us, regardless who made the claim. The claim is not factual. A new study by the Media Research Center finds that four years ago, Politifact offered 52 fact checks with a true meter ruling of Donald Trump in the first 100 days, while in the same period this year, Politifact has offered just 13 fact checks. President Biden. Since the media insists Trump is its own category on truth and falsehoods, let's suggest a different metric. On this, its website, Politifact splits its Biden verdict into fact checks of Biden and fact checks about Biden. Our review of the 100 days shows 13 fact checks of Biden and 106 fact checks about Biden. That's 8 to 1 disparity. In other words, they're much more more, um, sensitive about someone lying about Biden than they are about Biden lying. Many of the fact checks about Biden are about Facebook posts, viral images or tweets. Those rulings often translate into content warnings. But there were two pants on fire ruling for House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, and one each on Fox News and for Tucker Carlson. Liz Cheney got the fighting pants from uh, flaming pants for insisting on in less than six percent of the Biden infrastructure package is about infrastructure. Perhaps a surprising measurement there is the percentage of politifact truth of meter rating of Biden and Trump were the same, sixty-one point five percent. Trump just had four times as many evaluations. 32 of 52 Trump evaluations were defined as mostly false. False or pants on fire. Eight of 13 evaluations landed on the false side. Biden had zero pants on fire ratings in the first 100 days. In 2017, Trump had two. But the fact checks about Biden were overwhelmingly negative. 91 of 106 checks were mostly false or worse, about 86%. There were 24 pants on fire rating for Biden. Critics 45 false ratings, and 22 mostly false. 10 were half true, 3 were mostly true, and 2 were true. Media research and analysts found 37 fact-checks about Biden appeared under PolitiFact's fact-checks and Biden, heading but PolitiFact lists every Truth-O-Meter rating on pages broken down by category, and reviewing those pages through a total of 106. Overall, Biden-Politifact page shows he's been put on the Truth-O-Meter 169 times in the website history. Beginning in 2007, it was found to be on the Truth-Mostly-True side 67 times, and Mostly-False 78 times. Donald Trump has 931 of these fact checks and 692 of them, mostly false or worse, 74.3%. Trump has 161 pan on fire rating. Biden has six because same team, same team. It's all about the same team. And it goes with what we're talking about. If this is true.
3: But the damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves. At the Bullshit Factory, also known as Fox News.
5: What's CNN then? What's the New York Times? What's WAPO? What's NBC? What's PBS? We've done nothing but retractions, stealth edits, lies. And if we're not talking about China and Biden, well then, we're liars. So, now to our This Is America. You're going to see two videos. I want to back up the beginning because it's still the worst thing ever to find out why our Conservative Party is so bad, Never Trumpers are so bad. So, I'm going to play more of that Tucker segment about Luntz. And then you're going to see a Roblox video. And the reason why I'm playing it roblox i thought he was playing an innocent game when i was in charge of a community center for a while every time kids came in they played roblox by the time i got ready to leave i had to literally block it because when they installed the game on the computer porn pop-ups would show up and we're not talking just Come see my boobies. We're talking dicks and mouths and anuses and videos. Gay videos. I had a lady crying in front of me. She went in to do her taxes. And when she flipped up the browser, that pop-up showed up. But in this, and there'll be an expose on it, on a show I watch, and I'm going to play it next show. Literally they walked into their kids being gang banged in the video, talking about rape and things that shouldn't be happening. So I'm going to play that on the back end of Tucker, just so you see it. And if you have kids, you might want to do some investigating.
7: Roblox soon began to take on a life of its own. We work continuously to get the platform closer to our ultimate vision. We soon allowed our players to begin outfitting their avatars with shirts, body colors, faces, hair, head shapes, and more.
9: This is a huge hit for our players, to say the least. We've wondered what's going on with congressional Republicans. A lot of nice people in the Republican Party. But the point of a political party is not to be nice. It's to represent the interests of its voters. That's the only reason political parties exist in the first place. There's no other reason to have them except to represent their own voters. Yet year after year, on issue after issue, the leadership of the Republican Party fails to represent its voters. And we're not guessing about that. We know what Republican voters care about. They tell pollsters all the time. And since they kept getting ignored in 2016, they elected Donald Trump just to make it incredibly clear what they cared about. If that wasn't a wake up call, nothing would be. And yet nothing really changed. It remains true as of right now that the priorities of the people who run the Republican Party are very different, in some cases completely different, from the priorities of the people who vote Republican. Why is that? Well, there are a lot of reasons for it, probably, but Frank Luntz is definitely one of those reasons. Luntz, Dr. Frank I. Luntz, as he is often called at his request, is the Republican Party's longest-serving message man. For decades, Frank Luntz has told elected Republicans what to say and precisely how to say it. Luntz massages language for politicians. He does it now. Just this week, in fact, the National Republican Congressional Committee, the NRCC, invited Luntz to Florida for its so-called policy summit, where he was asked to weigh in on the hot topics. Luntz's job was to tell Republicans, office holders, people with power, how to think about the most important issues of the day. Now, we didn't hear the presentation, but there's no doubt it was compelling. Frank Luntz is a smooth salesman. That's why he's been around for a while. The problem with Frank Luntz is that his views, his personal views are very different from those of your average Republican voter. Frank Luntz is a conventional liberal. His main clients are left-wing corporations like Google. When Frank Luntz gives advice to congressional Republicans, he's got Google's perspective in mind. That's a huge problem. We wanted to talk to Luntz about all of this on the show tonight, nothing personal, but it's interesting and it's important. So we texted him an invitation this morning, but he did not respond. That's odd since we've known him well for a long time. In 2019, for example, he tweeted us this greeting, which tells you a lot about the kind of person Frank Luntz is. Quote, this Thanksgiving, let's give thanks to the men and women of the FBI, the CIA, and the Intel services. That's literally what the message said, it's on the screen. Even on Thanksgiving, Frank Luntz takes time to bow before the powerful. So why does Frank Luntz remain a fixture in Republican politics at a time when the companies he works for are opposed to the Republican Party, explicitly so? Well, in part because he is particularly close to the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California and has been since McCarthy entered politics. In an interview earlier this year, Luntz described Kevin McCarthy as a personal friend. And that relationship gives Frank Luntz outsized influence over the Republican Party's policy positions. The big ones, take the border crisis. Frank Luntz's view of immigration is very much like Google's view of immigration. America needs a lot more immigration right away. And anyone who disagrees with that is a racist. Now, rather than simply say that out loud, rather than make the case for his own opinions, Frank Luntz slyly dresses up his own personal opinions as social science. He'll conduct something called a focus group. That's a moderated conversation between several people that has in fact no actual relevance to anything. It's just random people yammering. Your 90 second exchange with the UPS guy this morning meant more than a Frank Luntz focus group. And yet purely on the basis of that irrelevant conversation, Luntz manages to make pronouncements about the country and how the Republican party should respond to it. Most of those pronouncements, as you can imagine, tend to comport perfectly with his own views, as well as with the views of Google executives. Axios recently reported on Luntz's findings about immigration. So what did Frank Luntz supposedly find out about immigration? Well, it turns out, according to Frank Luntz, that Republican voters, in fact, are dying to give amnesty to as many foreign nationals as they possibly can. They're demanding it right away. It's a top priority for them.
10: Watch they believe in immigrants in immigration they are pro-immigration and I, honestly i was a little surprised because of what i see report in the media trump voters support the dream act they support the ability of these people who are brought here to no fault of their own the ability to earn a path to citizenship we need these people we actually have an economy that's expanding that's growing
9: I was a little surprised to find out that deep down Republican voters agree with me and Google. We were not surprised. We're all the children of immigrants, he told us. We need these people. Now, that may be entirely true, or maybe it's not true. We can debate it. But Frank Luntz doesn't want to debate it. Probably why he didn't come on tonight. He wants instead to pretend that his personal opinions are established fact and that the Republican Party had better listen to them and obey. Open borders activists immediately seized upon Luntz's research to justify what they were already doing, keeping the borders open. The National Immigration Forum tweeted out a link right away. DACA has bipartisan support, the group wrote, pointing to Frank Luntz's opinions posing as research as evidence of that. Passing the DREAM Act is an opportunity to make real meaningful progress. You see, amnesty has broad bipartisan support. There's a national consensus in favor of opening the border. So Republicans had better get on board because Frank Luntz's research proves they desperately want it. This is pretty close to fraud, actually. Who is served by it? That's always the question in Washington. Well, Frank Luntz's corporate clients are served by it, of course, but also the Democratic Party is served by it. A party whose priorities Frank Luntz appears to support. Here he is back in 2012 telling the rest of us that according to his highly scientific surveys of a dozen people in some shopping mall somewhere, most Americans actually really want the government
10: to take their guns away. The public wants guns out of the schools, not in the schools, and they're not asking for a security official or someone else. I don't think the NRA is listening. I don't think that they understand. Most Americans would protect the Second Amendment rights and yet agree with the idea that not every human being should own a gun. Not every gun should be available at any time, anywhere, for anyone.
9: Yeah. Most people agree. Notice the language there. Did you listen carefully to that? You can protect the Second Amendment even as you gut it. It's just common sense gun control. Most Americans are for that. Who does that sound like? It sounds a lot like Joe Biden, a man Frank Luntz has been friends with for a long time. Check out the note from Frank Luntz to Hunter Biden on Hunter's laptop. What you just heard in that clip were Democratic Party talking points. But if you'd like more, there's this. This is an interview from last summer in which Frank Luntz explains that the phrase law and order is somehow offensive to most Americans. Keep in mind that at the very moment Frank Luntz was saying this, American cities were on fire. People were dying.
10: Why? Because there was no law and no order. When I was critical that he used the words law and order, He is assuming that we have the same politics as 1968. Donald Trump doesn't realize that you can govern in a strong, stable, successful way and still use language that is warm and kind and empathetic.
9: Yeah, stopping riots isn't warm and kind and empathetic. Doesn't help equity. If that sounds a lot like something a corporate HR executive might say, you should not be surprised by that. As we told you a minute ago, Luntz's main business is not helping the Republican Party. No, his main business is working for left-wing companies that despise the Republican Party, are horrified by Republican voters and everything they believe. Frank Luntz's long list of corporate clients include Jeff Bezos's Amazon, Facebook, Nike, Coca-Cola, Disney, Delta Airlines, the Chamber of Commerce. These are the people who pay Frank Luntz's bills. In his spare time, Frank Luntz tells Kevin McCarthy how to run the Republican Party. Now you can do one, you can't do both. You can see the conflict here. And you wonder, how has this been allowed to continue? In case you think we are overstating Frank Luntz's allegiance to corporate power, take a look at his Twitter feed sometime if you're ever bored. "Quote: Delta employees made them the top-rated airline, he wrote last January, in what sounded very much like a press release. That's something only good workers can do, not shareholders. Then, not long ago when Donald Trump called for boycotting Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines after they interfered in a very shocking way, right in the middle of Georgia's political system, Luntz came to the defense of them. Of course, they're his clients. This left-wing cancel culture is out of control, he wrote mockingly. You gotta wonder if Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines sent him a bonus for that. We don't know, they should have. Either way, toadying for big corporations clearly pays well. Here's Frank Luntz showing off the replica of the Oval Office he had built in his home. So obviously you could be pretty mean about about that. It's pretty weird. But the point of this is not to attack Frank Luntz personally. Nice enough guy. The question is asked what's really going on here. Would you take medical advice, for example, from Frank Luntz, should you have to? Well, if you've listened to him recently, he very much wants you to take the vaccine. Vaccines are great. Only a crazy person wouldn't get the shot. Frank Luntz hasn't said a lot, however, about his longtime work for Pfizer. Huh, that's weird. Nor does he brag about his work for Purdue Pharma. Remember that company? Purdue Pharma, those are the people that got rural America addicted to opioids. Kind of wrecked the center of the country. In 2003, as the opioid epidemic devastated the entire regions of the United States, Frank Luntz encouraged people to take more Oxycontin. Are we making this up? No, we're not. Quote, I'm a proponent of the pharmaceutical industry, Frank Luntz told PBS. I'm a supporter of a very famous medication right now, Oxycontin, because I think that this is a miracle drug which allows people to get through the day. Now, some people, Frank Luntz acknowledged, quote, want to see Oxycontin taken off the market but not Frank Luntz. He was taking money from Purdue Pharma. Quote, I believe that there are things worth fighting for. Yeah, apparently. A lawsuit filed against Purdue Pharma by the state of Massachusetts in 2019 includes multiple references to Frank Luntz. According to that suit, Luntz and his company helped Purdue Pharma devise ways of, quote, deflecting blame from Purdue's addictive drugs by stigmatizing people who become addictive. The state of Vermont filed a similar lawsuit against Purdue Pharma, and it also mentioned Frank Luntz. According to those lawsuits, Luntz proposed that Purdue Pharma adopt a strategy of emphasizing some, quote, key messages that work. By those words were spelled in all caps for emphasis. One of those messages, and we're quoting, it's not addiction, it's abuse. It's about personal responsibility. Right, so your 19-year-old just died of a drug OD after Purdue Pharma flooded your town with addictive narcotics. But stop complaining. It's her fault she died. It's about personal responsibility. This is the guy Republican leaders just went to this week for quote, messaging guidance on hot topics. And you wonder why you no longer recognize the party that you vote for.
5: It's so illuminating. In this podcast, we start with the Foxes the bullshit, neck, meth, bullshit network, as anarchists are marching in fucking Austin. Biden blaming Trump for the border and COVID. Tim Scott speaking truth that the president and the vice president said, but we're still clinging to that. And the true racists, because they are racist, just going off. Tapper and Todd framing what the GOP is still. Trump, because they got no ratings and they got no boogeyman, and pushing this narrative of the big lie, which is what they did for four years, as they ignore outside influence from China and foreign donors in the Democratic Party, which is the exact same thing you said Russia, Russia, Russia is. And within that, we actually saw somebody try to tell somebody or get somebody to say who they voted for for presidency. That's how far left they are. The king of advocacy clinging to the big lie again, did the long form. Romney getting booed. Liz Cheney getting called out for what they are. They're more aligned to the left than they are to their own voters. The polls show it. Their approval ratings in their states are basement. And the funniest thing is the only reason why the media likes them is because they do align to the left. And they will kill them. If they run for president, they will just fucking kill them. Propaganda from the media supporting and not pinning the blame for anything on him. Just literally saying these crises have just happened. They just happened. For four years, everything was Trump's fault. Before that, eight years, nothing was Obama's fault. But eight years before that, it was all Bush's the reason that a fucking hurricane landed in New Orleans. It was his fucking fault. Do you remember? WAPO, CNN, PolitiFact, outright caught not doing fact checks, saying they're not going to do fact check, and not caring. Their whole fact checks are he's not Trump, so he's good, even though he's lying. But we're not going to say it's lying. We're not going to call it pants on fire. We're not going to mince every syllable and punctuation like we did for four years. And then a long form. R- leadership The people that a guy like me looks to, because I'm a non-prog, to defend us during these times where race hustlers have run the country in the ground, a fucking fascist goddamn administration is going to use outside sources while he articulates a fucking narrative that white supremacy is the biggest threat to this country, that he won't define what it is. And they're going to spy on people like they did a presidential candidate, illegally. They're not defending us because they are them. McCarthy, being Lunt's friends, makes every sense in the world. No wonder they don't push conservative things. No wonder they don't get up there and go, hey, big tech is too big. This censorship stuff's out of control. His policies are far left. You even had a soundbite for the Today Show once again validating he is doing everything the far left wants. And they're so happy about it. This is just an all-huge kick in the balls. This is why we have a broken political system if you can lie because you're on the same team and get away with it if you can pull extreme fucking policies that they don't even poll to show nobody wants if you can push bogus fucking oh they did another poll because the 51 was too low so they got 55 they just weighted it more liberal if that's the way we're going to go in this country You want a revolution, you want extremism, you'll get extremism. Every podcast, I do a report how the Biden administration, the Department of Justice, local justice is allowing motherfuckers who burn shit, beat people, damaged, looted, did real violence, not January 6th violence, where there was some tussling with some police and some trespassing. We're talking real violence. If you want to equate January 6th as the worst day ever, well, then they needed to burn the Capitol down, because that's what the left's done. There's still whole swaths of Kenosha, Minneapolis, Portland, New York, burned to the ground. And in every fucking facet, we see parents pushing back on critical race theory. We're catching COVID was all a lie. It was just a political cudgel. That's why he won't give up the mask. That's why he still wears the mask. He needs some kind of crisis to override the Constitution. Reframe the economy and all these other bullshit statements that come out of his decrepit mouth that he didn't think of that some liberal wrote down. We know that everybody involved with this was a fucking liar. They said it was xenophobic to block travel. Now they're blocking travel. And the favorite of all this show I don't want to look like a Republican. Because masks have become political because you made it political. Trump didn't make it political. It's one of the favorite things about that. They want to talk about cancel culture and things like that. Ben Shapiro does it the best. You come and attack me, I say that's bullshit, and then I'm doing some kind of culture war. No, you are doing it. When base camp says enough's enough and their people quit, that's the Democratic voting base. That's the Democratic voting base. And one more thing. I was going to say this the next show, but I wanted to hit it because I think it sums everything up. Now, this is from my very own daughter, and I'm not going to read it out loud. But it literally sums up what we're dealing with with the liberal world. To get the background, those who follow the show, I unfriended my daughter from Facebook. Two weeks later, I got rid of my Facebook. But I did it because every day she was supporting tearing down the country. I was still talking to her. I wasn't disowning her. I wasn't saying a word. And then Father's Day shows up, and she finds out that I'm no longer a friend on Facebook. In the world that we live in, which is digital, that I guess that's basically like killing somebody, because the text I got to how horrible a father was, I was the worst person in the world, I'm garbage, me replying all, I just don't want to read that shit. I don't agree with your opinion. I still love you, you're my daughter, but I don't want nothing to do with this crap because I don't believe our country's a racist shithole and I don't think it's okay to kill cops. She then stops talking to us. I tried to stay in touch for two months with my grandkids, I couldn't. Understand this has been a cycle since she left the home because she's a digital liberal. She says she's gay, but she's not gay. She says she's this, she's that. She hates Christianity. She hates other people. She lives by Twitter or Facebook. Whatever's cool is what she is. And then she puts this out. And I know it's personal. It seems that's pretty fucked up. You're talking about this. But it's a perfect analogy of the world we live in. This is what the media is. This is what liberals are. This is what social media is. You can be as mean to people as you want. You can dog them. You can not talk about facts ever. You can restate things. And it's okay. But you push back and say, this is factually incorrect. This is not true. You're a piece of shit. Now, granted, does it bother me? Yeah. But it's happened so many times, it's just like water off a duck's back. This is why I left social media. The only reason why I have Twitter is because I need it for the podcast. Or else so I wouldn't even have Twitter. Our media, our Hollywood, our Democratic politicians, and now with the Frank Luntz revelation, our Republican politicians live, die, and breathe on what people say on Twitter and Facebook. Anonymous people, they fear them more than getting voted out of office. Cheney and Romney are not being lambasted by mega alone. If you're a conservative, you really truly are a conservative. You believe in this country. You believe this country isn't racist. You believe the American flag isn't racist. You believe the national anthem isn't racist. You believe that we shouldn't have people roaming the streets beating other people. How can you support an administration whose sole premise is everything's a crisis so I can change how we vote? Our federal, how the federal government overrides all states, gun ownership, abortion, and this new equity craziness. How do you support that if you spent four years saying Donald Trump is extreme, the things he's saying is extreme? I don't give a fuck if you say it nice like a doddering old man. It's not Different than Trump. It's the same. Trump got up there and lambasted the other side. He does it nicely. It's still the same thing. There has not been a speech that fucking Biden has done that he hasn't said this is the shithole. But yet all you people had a problem when he said foreign countries are shitholes. When Trump did it, it was unconscious. The President of the United States doesn't speak this way. That's what we said. But that's what Biden's saying. We can't have Donald Trump having his own facts. Name me a fucking president that hasn't had his own set of facts. Even Obama, the dear one, had it. Name me a media that isn't biased. One, if Fox is bullshit news. What the fuck is the rest of them when everything they put out is a lie? Russiagate, lie. I'm not going to list them again, but I'm not going to bore you. We have retracted fucking everything. We did an impeachment on go and make your voices heard. That's all he said. He did not say go trespass in the fucking Capitol. But liberals did say go burn shit down. If you live in a factless world, if you live where things aren't true, if you live that the digital world is more important, this is who you are. My own daughter. If you live in facts, Neither one of these parties are worth a fuck. There isn't a media source out there that isn't biased and just putting shit out for clicks. And social media is the worst thing that ever happened to our country. It has ruined every discourse on every subject and made people be like my daughter. My hate of social media is not conduct headed to me. I didn't get censored, I didn't get banned, but watching what it's done to human beings, the anonymity of being behind a screen and be able to say horrible things to people, rank a person on a statement, one statement, cancel them, get them fired, ruin their lives. It's happening to lefties right now. Elon Musk. When the fuck has Elon Musk become a fucking conservative? Anybody out there? We have to change. Luckily, nobody's watching CNN and MSNBC anymore. The only shows being watched over on fucking Fox is Hannity, Tucker, and The Five. But damn, on the 5, you got Juan Williams and fucking Geraldo Rivera flaming liberals. There's another opinion out there. That's probably why they have good ratings. And Tucker, I watch it because it's informative. I've researched everything he put out. None of it's lies. And he's actually more libertarian and for civil rights and personal liberties than the left is right now. I mean, I'm getting my vaccine. I wear a mask. But if you honestly think, I was going to say this the next show, but I wanted to hit it because I think it sums everything up. Now, this is from my very own daughter, and I'm not going to read it out loud, but it literally sums up what we're dealing with, with the liberal world. To get the background, those who follow the show, I un- Friended my daughter from Facebook. Two weeks later, I got rid of my Facebook. But I did it because every day she was supporting tearing down the country. I was still talking to her. I wasn't disowning her. I wasn't saying a word. And then Father's Day shows up and she finds out that I'm no longer a friend on Facebook. In the world that we live in, which is digital, that I guess that's basically like killing somebody. Because the text I got to how horrible a father was, I was the worst person in the world. I'm garbage, me replying all, I just don't want to read that shit. I don't agree with your opinion. I still love you, you're my daughter, but I don't want nothing to do with this crap because I don't believe our country's a racist shithole and I don't think it's okay to kill cops. She then stops talking to us. I tried to stay in touch for two months with my grandkids, I couldn't. Understand this has been a cycle since she left the home because she's a digital liberal. She says she's gay, but she's not gay. She says she's this, she's that. She hates Christianity. She hates other people. She lives by Twitter or Facebook. Whatever's cool is what she is. And then she puts this out. And I know it's personal. It seems that's pretty fucked up. You're talking about this. But it's a perfect analogy of the world we live in. This is what the media is. This is what liberals are. This is what social media is. You can be as mean to people as you want. You can dog them. You cannot talk about facts ever. You can restate things. And it's okay. But you push back and say, this is factually incorrect. This is not true. You're a piece of shit. Now granted, does it bother me? Yeah. But it's happened so many times. It's just like water off a duck's back. This is why I left social media. The only reason why I have Twitter is because I need it for the podcast. Or else I wouldn't even have Twitter. Our media... Our Hollywood, our Democratic politicians, and now with the Frank Luntz revelation, our Republican politicians live, die, and breathe on what people say on Twitter and Facebook. Anonymous people, they fear them more than getting voted out of office. Cheney and Romney are not being lambasted by mega alone. If you're a conservative, you really truly are a conservative. You believe in this country. You believe this country isn't racist. You believe the American flag isn't racist. You believe the national anthem isn't racist. You believe that we shouldn't have people roaming the streets beating other people. How can you support an administration whose sole premise is everything's a crisis so I can change how we vote, our federal, how the federal government overrides all states, gun ownership, abortion, and this new equity craziness? How do you support that if you spent four years saying Donald Trump is extreme, the things he's saying is extreme? I don't give a fuck if you say it nice like a doddering old man. It's not different than Trump. It's the same. Trump got up there and lambasted the other side. He does it nicely. It's still the same thing. There has not been a speech that fucking Biden has done that he hasn't said this is the shithole. But yet all you people had a problem when he said foreign countries are shitholes. When Trump did it, it was unconscious. The president of the United States doesn't speak this way. That's what we said. But that's what Biden's saying. We can't have Donald Trump having his own facts. Name me a fucking president that hasn't had his own set of facts. Even Obama, the dear one, had it. Name me a media that isn't biased. One, if Fox is bullshit news, what the fuck is the rest of them when everything they put out is a lie? Russiagate, lie. I'm not going to list them again, but I'm not going to bore you. We have retracted fucking everything. We did an impeachment on go and make your voices heard. That's all he said. He did not say go trespass in the fucking Capitol. But liberals did say go burn shit down. If you live in a factless world, if you live where things aren't true, if you live that the digital world is more important, this is who you are. My own daughter. If you live in facts, neither one of these parties are worth a fuck. There isn't a media source out there that isn't biased and just putting shit out for clicks. And social media is the worst thing that ever happened to our country. It has ruined every discourse on every subject and made people be like my daughter. My hate of social media is not conduct headed to me. I didn't get censored. I didn't get banned. But watching what it's done to human beings, the anonymity of being behind a screen and be able to say horrible things to people, rank a person on a statement, one statement, cancel them, get them fired, ruin their lives. It's happening to lefties right now. Elon Musk. When the fuck does Elon Musk become a fucking conservative? Anybody out there? We have to change. Luckily, nobody's watching CNN and MSNBC anymore. The only shows being watched over on fucking Fox is Hannity, Tucker, and The Five. But damn, on the 5, you got Juan Williams and fucking Geraldo Rivera flaming liberals. There's another opinion out there. That's probably why they have good ratings. And Tucker, I watch it because it's informative. I've researched everything he put out. None of it's lies. And he's actually more libertarian and for civil rights and personal liberties than the left is right now. I mean, I'm getting my vaccine. I wear a mask. But if you honestly think that this whole COVID thing...